It's time for another Board Recap Podcast. Dr. Smith, our first and only meeting of the month of December was last night. How are you today? Doing great. Uh, Difficult to believe that the holiday season's already upon us, and we actually will not have another board meeting for about a month. Correct. Correct. And hard to believe that uh, this was going to bring the end to the first semester. So, I mean, here it it feels like we just started planning for the school year and with the beginning of the year. Now, here we are wrapping it up in finals, and hard to believe. It is. It truly is. Time marches on. So let's jump into last night's meeting. We started, as always, with good news. So take a look at those items. And this is something we want to always continue to lift to people. This is really a great opportunity for people to catch all the action going on in our high school gyms. It's sponsored um, by Liberty Federal Credit Union. So a big shout out to them. But this live stream is free. You can go to our website, ebscschools.com slash athletics live stream. You can just go to the website and you can see that. But you can see everything going on in our gyms through this camera system. So if you can't make it to your child's game, or your grandson, granddaughter's, niece, nephew's game, or if you live in the state of Oregon and you want to watch what's going on, you can do that. So it's a great opportunity. Right. And the quality of the camera and the picture and the broadcast is is really, really right. great. And it's not just for varsity events either. I mean, this is right. any freshman, JV, varsity, any type of activity going on in those gyms you yes. can see. So again, go to the website for that. So moving on then through good news, um, also, we had a WKDQ radio uh, gives a teacher of the month uh, recognition. And this past month, we had Mrs. Ferguson at Highland School. So congratulations to her for getting that distinction. Um, once again, we always talk about how great it is to give out our cause for applause, employee of the month program. Um, and this time for December, it went to Charlotte Kelly. She is the food services cook at Culver uh, family Learning Center, and boy, you talk about being surrounded by a lot of people who think the world of her when you and I saw everyone in the building coming to the cafeteria for the surprise. That was something. All of these are always special, but certainly we'll remember this one for quite a long time and the impact that she makes on everyone that she's around. Right. Just goes to show you no matter what role you're in in a school, you're going to make an impact, and certainly she does. make a difference, right. Definitely. Uh, next, then, in good news, we talked about uh, the North High School Robotics Team, we're very lucky. We actually have two high school robotics programs, one at New Tech Institute High School and one at North High School. And this picture here, you're, you, if you're listening, if you go to the website or social media, you'll see it. But they got an opportunity, North did, to go to the uh, Ford Center during an Evansville Thunderbolts hockey game. And uh, I think really put some of their um, equipment to the test there and had a good time doing that. So that's always fun to see them. And what skill that takes. That's an amazing program yes. for kids. Uh, Plaza Park Fundraiser for United Way. We've talked about our employee campaign for United Way. Students played a big role in that, helping out. And we put a picture on because Plaza Park, I think their students, it was totally a student-driven effort. And they raised, I think, $1,000 to add to our campaign. So major shout out to them. And we're actually going to update the total here when it finally shakes out, because I think we may end up with a couple of thousand more than the 23,000 that we uh, initially highlighted. Great. And so... Proud of the students at Plaza. I mean, talk about student leadership and servant leadership. Right. Uh, certainly our Plaza students are demonstrating that. So hats off uh, to all the students that really helped 
others have a better life. Definitely. And when you see something student-led like that, I think that even takes it to the next level. So really proud of them. And then I think I shared last night, we're looking forward to this week on social media. We're going to be doing our holiday message that always highlights our talented fine arts students. So we're going to be posting that on Thursday. And then actually on Wednesday, we're going to be posting some high school artwork that kind of has holiday themes to it. So a lot of talent with those students. Excellent. Yes. And certainly something to look forward to. Definitely. So that takes us through good news. And if you will, Dr. Smith, let's talk about consent items. All right. Item 3.02, consideration allowance of payments. This time it was $3.2 million. And toward the end of the year, uh, we tend to do some things to make certain that we can close our books out. So I think that is a little bit higher than we typically see in a two-week period of time, but certainly not out of the ballpark when it comes to the end of the year. 3.03 consideration transfer to the rainy day fund. Uh, this year we are transferring a million dollars to the rainy day fund and state law allows us to, prov- uh, to transfer funds that are not going to be, uh, used that year or encumbered for that year. And this really is our nest egg. It's, uh, like a savings account and that will bring us to close to $10 million. Now that sounds like a lot of money and it is, Clearly, but when you think about our allowance of payments in a two-week period of time being $11.3 million, then I think you understand that uh, this is a very large enterprise, uh, so that is not an exorbitant amount of money to have in reserve in case we run into a rainy day. And am I right in saying, Dr. Smith, and you shared this last night when you were asked by one or two of the trustees, when you're talking about transferring these funds, like in 3.03 and 3.04, you talk about the state allows. In other words, you can't just on a whim move money here and there and everywhere. I mean, this is very much spelled out the process, correct, correct, by the state. Absolutely. And specifically, when we look at item 3.04, consideration to transfer to the post-retirement severance fund, there was a time, and it was, I believe, in the early 2000s, around 2005, where the state allowed schools to bond for their unfunded liability. So we did that, but the state also required that to be tax neutral. So what that means is if we had a bond payment in a particular year of, say, a million dollars, then we needed to lower the revenue that we collected in capital projects or bus operating to offset that million dollars. So that's that's the meaning of tax neutral. We didn't raise taxes for uh, the ability to to enter into that retirement severance bond. We've now utilized all of the proceeds for that retirement severance, which I greatly appreciate the opportunity to to have that retirement severance bond. Now we actually are paying as we go. So any promise that we make in terms of retirement to our employees, we have money in the bank to make certain that we can live up to that promise. Which is certainly very important. And one thing you said last night, too, want to clarify this for our listeners. When you talk about these provisions that are in place, these processes in place, you're not just talking for EVSC. You're talking about every single school district in the state of Indiana. Correct. Yes. We all abide by the same rules. Okay. If you're a public school system, you do have one set of rules. for Okay. okay. Yes. And then item 3.05, consideration to approve the reduction in appropriations. This is really part of the recommendation from the Department of Local Government Finance. Uh, if we don't cancel out these resolutions, then basically we don't receive the revenue that we need in the uh, subsequent year. So basically we cancel these out uh, upon the advice of DLGF so that then we can uh, collect the revenue that we need for next year's budget. 
Item 3.06, consideration to approve the resolution and transfer from the education fund to the operations fund. So we have been doing this since 2019, as have all school districts, because it was back in 2019 that a law took effect that moved away from the general fund and divided that into two funds, the education fund and the operations fund. So the state required us to transfer expenses that used to be in the education or in the general fund into the operations fund, but they did not transfer the revenue. So the state continues to put all of the revenue now into the education fund, and it requires us then to make a transfer from the education fund into the operations fund to pay for those expenses that then are in the operations fund. If you would, give us an example. So, And I know this was a major change in school yes, funding and school finance mm-hmm. back in 2019. But when you, as a superintendent, when you think education fund, operations fund, what right. are you talking about there? Well, education fund, I think most folks would subscribe. Those have to be teachers, counselors, thing, and that's exactly Things right. Things directly involved with educating right. the student, as you mm-hmm. may think. But we also have to make certain that we have teachers. So, or in order to have teachers, you need HR in order to pay for your, all of your employees, you need a business office. So those are operation expenses. Transportation. Uh, yes. Okay. But that's not an expense that used to be in the general fund. So okay. that's okay. not a transferable expense, but okay. early education used to be paid for out of the old general fund. Now it, those expenses were transferred to the operations fund. Like early learning right. type expenses for early learning. But the program. funding for that is still deposited in our education fund. So if you think about it on a very simple basis, um, you basically have expenses that used to be in the general fund. Those expenses by state law were transferred to the operations fund, but they still are putting the revenue in the education fund. So they uh, provide for an opportunity for us to transfer those revenues into the operations fund to pay for the expenses that they required us to move. A lot to stay on top of there for our business office and for superintendents across the state, really, to make sure, because I know if you don't have the right amount of money in the operations side, you can run into trouble there as well. It certainly can. And then item 3.07, consideration to approve the architects and the engineers for the 2023 construction project. So this simply was taking to the board a listing of architects for uh, particular projects that we anticipate doing in the 2023 calendar year. And then that takes us to the end of consent and into personnel. So as we always say, those personnel recommendations are there for your perusal, and I would encourage you to take a look at those at your leisure. And then two action items from last night. Yes, so these were presented as information items in the previous board meeting, item 5.01, consideration to approve the property and casualty insurance renewal. So that was approved by the board. Uh, We have $1.3 billion worth of property in Vanbrugh County. Uh, The the total cost of the renewal was $1.2 million, which is an increase of 11%, but the vast majority of that increase is due to an increase in the market value of our properties. And then uh, item 5.02, consideration to adopt the policy 3110, which is our drug-free workplace. This really is a compilation of former policies that we had that now we have them all rolled into one. Okay. And then into information items, we had four of them last night. 
sold just as we talked about with the uh, drug-free workplace in item 6.01 under information consideration to adopt policy 3020 and 4003 sexual harassment and the grievance procedure. All of those were used to be in separate policies. Now they've been rolled into these two policies. Item 6.02, consideration to approve the 23-24 program of studies for the addition of high school courses. So uh, all of the high school courses that we offer have to be approved by the board. So this is the addition of several courses. Um, the first one here is uh, Humanities, Civics, and Citizenship. That is going to be specifically for early college and Shepherd Law. Uh, and it really is, I think, more appropriate for developing the whole student. So that's why that is being incorporated there. We have several from the Career and Tech Center. Uh, specifically, this one is for information technology and cybersecurity. So this uh, really is on the new next level pathway also. So that's important that that would then be approved. We also then have uh, health sciences and exercise science, uh, kinesiology, principles of exercise science, human performance, physical therapy, as well as fitness management, once again, in a next level pathway proposal. And then we have uh, for Central High School Humanities uh, an AP Human Geography. And this is really uh, thought to be an introductory course for AP students. So I think yeah. it will give a great foundation uh, to students that are in our AP courses. And we have seen tremendous growth in our AP courses, not only in enrollment, but also in success. And I think we'll probably highlight that uh, very soon. Yeah, we definitely will, because that's really exciting for students. And we know that exposure, just that there's nothing but positives for students when they right. get exposure to that type of work. Yeah, and we're quite proud of the, the students and the teachers that have brought us so much success in that arena. Okay. Item 6.03, consideration to approve the contract for the Bossy High School Chillery Placement Project. So this is going to replace all four chillers. Um, this is a huge undertaking, and uh, as part of the supply chain phenomenon that we have now, um, much of these, uh, the chillers and parts are about a year out. So it certainly does require quite a bit of planning, but that was uh, taken to the board last night as an information item from Daryl Angermeyer, who's our chief facilities officer. And then finally, under information 6.04, consideration approved the agreement with Marion University for clinical residency. So this is somewhat of a unique program. Uh, EVSC will be able to interview individuals that have gone to Marion and have obtained a bachelor's degree as well as are also certified as a teacher. We'll be able to interview them, and if we select them, then they will come down to Evansville and teach for us for a year-long clinical experience while they're earning their master's degree from Marion. So I think it's a win-win yeah, for, really for us, for our students, uh, and certainly for uh, retaining and recruiting employees. And we are entering into this agreement because we have several students from the Evansville area that want to come back and uh, teach for us in Evansville. So we're excited about the possibility that that holds. Certainly, we have great partnerships with USI and UE locally, uh, but we want to always be available for the best talent in this region. Absolutely. That wraps up information items and then continued business last night. I know uh, you shared information about the calendar, which ultimately was approved then for next school year. Yes. Yeah, so uh, in the previous meeting, you had put forward the calendar as an information item. And we actually listed this under continuing business because we did 
um, have several folks reach out to us. We did. And uh, said, just for your information, we'd like for you to consider the um, a few other things. Which, which we appreciate. We certainly did. And, and what I appreciate is the polite, professional nature of those communications with us. Uh, unfortunately, we are not always exposed to that in our society, but I think the way these folks went about it is spot on. And I certainly appreciate their professionalism. Yeah. They had some the genuine thoughts and, right. and things they wanted to share that they thought yep. could help and, and certainly did help in our decision. And, making. uh, in this case, uh, we had already considered everything that they had brought forward. And really, as I told the board last night and in previous, uh, sessions with the board, you know, I didn't have strong feelings one way or the other. So I'll speak specifically about the change in the calendar. The proposed calendar then was put forward last night with one change, and that was moving the week of fall break from the first full week of October right. to the second full week of October. With full week being the key difference right. from previous years. Yes. And the difference in this proposed calendar from the first proposed calendar just is shifting that full week from the first right. week of October to the second. Um, so after we heard from the residents of Vanderbilt County, then we once again processed this with our principals and basically had them vote. And the question was very simple, what is in the best interest of our students? So from uh, 75% to a 25% margin, our principal said we'd really prefer the second week of October because that really does coincide with the end of the first quarter. And I realize that that's more important for elementary and middle than it is for high schools. But uh, I think also our principals said, you know, if, if we're going to have to pick, then we would want to align it with the end of the quarter. So that was a recommendation last night. And then the board decided to go ahead because there was such overwhelming support for that second week to go ahead. And they voted uh, to approve the calendar as it was presented last night. Yeah. So really in the end, it, it was, it was a good process we went through to come it's up. It's always with, a good process when yeah. we allow the board plenty of information, then get feedback from the community and then ask the board to decide. Absolutely. And then that information now has been shared on EVSC social media, EVSC and school websites. Uh, actually, if you're hearing this, once we post this message later tonight, or if you're hearing it afterwards, direct communication on an email and text to families. We certainly want everyone to know. So if they need to start planning ahead for whatever reason for next year, they'll know the hard to believe 23-24 school calendar for next yes. year. A lot accomplished at last night's meeting then. Like you said, this is the only meeting for the month of December. So the next time we're back in action with the Board of Trustees, um, it will be in January. We did say goodbye and thank you last night to Ann Ennis and Andy Garino for their uh, service that they've provided on the board. I know you you never shy away from saying how much you appreciate the dedication of trustees. Certainly. Ann has been a proponent of public education long before her tenure on the board, and I'm certain that that will continue after uh, she leaves her board, but certainly appreciated her service. And then Andy Greenhoe, has, he was an employee for us for over three decades, served nine years on the board, and then has served in some other capacities too for a nearly 50-year uh, span of time dedicated to public service uh, for our school children. Uh, just phenomenal and certainly always appreciated Andy, uh, not only for a sense of humor, but he just had a great perspective being a teacher, being a former administrator. Uh, 
he had a good good handle on things uh, school related. So both of them will certainly be missed, and our community is better for their service. Yes, most definitely. So that wraps things up. Hope you hope you have time to catch uh, your breath over the break. Happy holidays to you and yours, Doctor Smith, and all our listeners. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> 